Welcome to the most must-listen podcast in Mega Man history. Welcome to the Fully Charged Podcast. I am your host, LBD Night Train, otherwise known as David Oxford, and joining me as always is my co-host, the dude who rocks the corner like no other, Brian Ostrin. I rock that corner. Hey folks, David, how's it going? It's going, it's going. <laughs> Pretty good <laughs> with some things and on others. Yeah, that's life. But, yeah, <laughs> but things are about to pick up because on this very special episode, we are not alone. Oh no. Joining us this week is the man from the dark side of the Mega Moon, Shadow Rock ZX. Someone get me off this moon. Hey, I'm Shadow Rock ZX. How you doing, David? Hey, I'm doing. <laughs> How you doing? Doing great. And Wiley, you got some splaining to do. And we've got just the guy to help with that. Game Explains, Ash Paulson. Hello there. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Of course. I'm super excited to, to talk about uh, everything we're going to go through today. This is going to be a lot of fun. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. On this special episode of the Fully Charged podcast, we are not talking about Mega Man Fully Charged. Nope. This time we are talking about the latest release, the long-awaited Mega Man 11. Oh boy. All right. Eight damn years. Finally, <laughs> finally come to an end. Right. <laughs> It, it is nicer to be on this side of the eight years than the side we've been on previously. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Too much. Too true. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, um, all of us here, we've uh, all gotten to play the game. We've gone through it. We've completed it. Uh, the game came out on Tuesday, October 2nd, but we got to check it out a little bit beforehand. The releases have been on the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, and the PC via Steam. Um, and just, you know, for a quick frame of reference, I've played on the PlayStation 4 and primarily, and I also dabbled a bit on the Nintendo Switch version. Which ones did you guys play? Uh, I reviewed the PS4 version while I was waiting for my, my physical Switch copy to arrive, and that came about a day before the actual release. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy both. Switch more so right now. Same with Proto-Dude. I got the PS4 review code, and then I got my physical Switch copy just on Tuesday. So Nice, and I guess I'm the lone holdout then, because I actually reviewed the Switch version. I got a code for the Switch version, and then Capcom also sent over an Amiibo edition, which arrived last Friday. Uh, so nice. I essentially have two Switch copies. Oh, man, they wouldn't let me do that. They're like, <laughs> no, we can't <laughs> give you a Switch code and the physical. I know, I was surprised they sent both, but I was able to do an unboxing video of the Amiibo edition, so it was worth it, uh, but I, I was surprised too. Cool. Mm. So what's the quality looking like on that Amiibo? You know, it's looking really nice. There's still something a little off about the face, in my opinion. The face. The yeah. face looks so off. There's something about that face, but mm. the coloration, the pose, his body, all of that looks great. It's just there's something yeah. slightly off about the face, but everything else I'd say I like. And the yeah. uh, the silver base with the 30th anniversary logo, that's really cool, too. Now, when you say there's something off about the face, now, is that the uh, Amiibo got something off, or is it just something about the art style that maybe didn't translate, or that just you feel seems off to begin with? Oh, it's 100% the Amiibo. Not, like, l let me be very clear. I love the art style for Mega Man 11. I think Mega Man looks pretty much perfect uh, mm -hmm. in his, in his uh, you know, key art for Mega Man 11. And just in general, I love his design in this game. So it's very much something about the Amiibo mold, the way the... 
I don't know. Something about the face just doesn't carry across. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the eyes, they look exactly like, you know, his in-game art style and the key art. But mm-hmm. maybe it's the expression. I don't know. It just it looks so strange. It's like the placement of the eyes and the expression. It's a little, like his eyes are placed a little too outwardly compared yeah. to the official art. And there's something with his face, like with the, the the grimace he's got going on. I don't know. There's something just going on with the proportions of his face that don't look quite right to me. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. One thing about the Amiibo is that with the Nintendo Switch version of the game, you can tap it once per day and get some items. I believe an Ecan, maybe some other stuff. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Smash Amiibo of uh, Mega Man also performs the same function. Yep. Now, here's here's a thought that I've been kind of rolling around in my head since we're kind of uh, on the subject tangentially a little bit, but uh, I really do like the new design for Mega Man and Mega Man 11 as well. At the same time, part of me kind of wishes, especially with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate coming up and using the same design as Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS, that maybe they'd gone with that design. Uh, Do you guys have any preferences between the two? I do. I actually prefer the new design in Mega Man 11 because it's more like Mega Man 8-esque, and I really like the designs in Mega Man 8. Uh, Smash Bros., I'm fine with it. But it's exactly like the NES sprites, and I don't care for the soulless look in Mega Man's eyes in Super Smash Brothers. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I pretty That's much agree. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's I, a fair yeah. point. Although my my thinking on it was more less like you know in like you know say the proportions. In fact, I think the in-game model for uh, Mega Man and Mega Man Eleven seems to more closely resemble the proportions of uh, Smash Brothers, if I were to guess, than the uh, art which isn't uncommon for Mega Man games. But I was thinking more like along the lines of the detailing and the panel lines than, say, necessarily the expression oh, or yeah, anything they, like that. They definitely took some cues from Smash Brothers with the lines on his oh, chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, Shadowrock, didn't you have like a theory that it's part of the plot, kind of like Mega Man has more like extra exhaust ports because yeah. of the, uh, the gears? He, he needs to like let out some steam or something like that? Yeah, I made a... That would be pretty uh, cool. I made a yeah. Twitter post one time. I was talking about how... Uh, they were showing off how when he uses a double gear system and they turn it off, you see these fumes coming out of him. I was thinking, well, maybe the new lines on him was intentional to allow him to exhaust that fume because a double gear system can overheat your system. So that's the angle I was going for. That's such a good idea. Yeah, no, I I like that idea, idea a lot. And I would say I was actually kind of hoping for the opposite, which was... Before we knew that Smash Brothers Ultimate was Smash Brothers Ultimate, before we knew for sure that Mega Man was returning along with everybody else, I was kind of hoping that if Mega Man came back, that they would actually update his design in Smash to look more like his Mega Man 11 design. Mm. And I, I didn't think uh. that would happen, but I was just kind of hoping it would. But I wasn't actually thinking they would actually do that. Um, but I just really love his. Yeah, I, I love the the additional lines on his you know on his body and his armor. I love and and kind of like what Shadow Rock was saying. I just love his proportions here in Eleven because I've, I've always been more of a fan of his taller, slimmer, kind of slightly more anime-like proportions in Mega Man Eight, and, and mm-hmm. Eleven is very much a return to that. And I think I think his Smash Brothers model works for Smash Brothers. It's very much trying to be a 3D representation 
of his classic NES sprite, and I think that works for Smash Brothers. Although I do agree uh, with what you guys are saying, I'm, I don't care for his soulless look in his eyes in Smash. Mm-hmm. But I do think that his overall look in Smash works very well for Smash. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I do kind of wish that Smash would have followed the more updated look myself, but it is what it is. I guess yeah. they're distinct versions now. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, with the uh, redesign. I guess uh, I, I guess this makes a good segue into Mega Man's voice. Kind of seems like uh, it's it's different from what we've had before and sounds older. I'm heading out, Doctor Light. And leading up to this, I was wondering maybe there's been enough of a gap in time. Maybe at some point, like Rock got upgraded and he's supposed to be like you know an older, slightly older Mega Man now. But um, looking like going through the game, it doesn't seem to be anything to substantiate that. So. Yeah. Well, and I think the fact that if you play through with his Japanese voice track, you know, his his voice sounds like the kid that he's always meant to be. I think that kind of undercuts that as well. I think I think really the fact that he sounds older than he's supposed to is just down to Capcom's voice direction. And maybe and, and that's that's legitimate, too. Maybe they were thinking, you know, in the U.S. or in the West, a Mega Man who sounds like a kid wouldn't fly as well as a Mega Man who sounds a little more grown up. So mm-hmm. I get why they went with that direction, but I play through with the Japanese voice track most of the time just because he's a kid. He's supposed to sound like a kid to me, you know? Right. The last time Mega Man was voiced by a, a like a kid or just like a younger male actor was powered up, and I remember the community was pretty kind of split on that performance. You know, a lot of them, a lot of people wanted him to sound older, a little more tougher, but... I mean, I personally liked it, but maybe that's something Capcom was kind of receptive to. Yeah, it's pretty much a flip-flop. If you prefer the older voice or the more childish-like voice, it's pretty much up to preference at the end of the day. Kind of like, you know, music and audio, it's all about what you think, what you prefer. But as for me, I played English most of the time. I actually didn't mind Mega Man's voice. I think it's fine. He actually puts some emotion behind it. So I didn't really mind that he sounds a little older than he should be. But I understand that most fans say, oh, Mega Man should sound younger. I understand that. Like, I love the Japanese voice as well. But the thing I really like about the English voice acting in Mega Man 11 was the Robot Master performances. Those were awesome. Trying to take my spotlight? Yes. Fantastic. Both English and Japanese were just fantastic. Yeah, they really were. And, and, and I do want to point out that I think it's Ben Diskin who did uh, Mega Man's English voice in Mega Man 11. And I, I want to yes. point out that I think he did a great job. I think he it's just about the voice direction. It's about what Capcom decided they wanted with the voice. But I do think that when they decided, yeah, we want him to sound a little older, and they got Ben to do it. Ben did a great job. So I, I want to make it clear that I'm not hating on him specifically. No, he did oh, yeah. a great job. Yeah. 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 I, I like how the performance went. You know, speaking of the uh, older voice and such, though, and you were mentioning the uh, Mega Man 8 art style earlier, and it's just funny because, like, when I grew up with Mega Man, the idea that he was, like, basically supposed to be about 10 was just, like, not there. And keeping in mind, like, this is growing up with, like, the Worlds of Power book and the uh, Ruby Spears animated series as the chief (laughs) fiction for Mega Man, Mm-hmm. And then uh, they turn around and Mega Man 8's here and he's like, Dr. Light! And, I mean, it's just... <laughs> yeah. that, that was just so jarring. And it it makes more sense. It, it works a little better when you know he's supposed to be like, you know, a kid a little bit. But then you also... The thing that always stuck with me about that is you look at the art. And while I do like the... I love the Mega Man 8 art style. 
it really jived with uh, how I saw Mega Man growing up as like, you know, more like a teenager or young adult, something along those lines. And then it's you look at the one of Mega Man standing next to Dr. Light and he's like as tall, maybe even a little taller, but they're like very similar height. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you know, Dr. Light's the older man and Mega Man's a 10 year old. And it's just like, what? How yeah. was I supposed <laughs> to get that from this? Right, right. right. And, yeah. and Roll's just as tall, too, in that Mega Man 8 art. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird how they've really bounced it back and forth over the years. And it's just, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> it makes me think I mean, about how, like, throughout the classic series, all the characters have always been portrayed as chibi-like characters. And you look at some of the official artwork that just came out in the production notes booklet, that Mega Man is so tiny compared to most of the Robot Masters. Like, the yeah. Mega Man character's always been portrayed as this tiny little robot. <laughs> and that, you know, that kind of surprised me. I, I noticed that when I was playing through mm-hmm. again the other day, and how, from the key art, I wouldn't expect Mega Man to be that much smaller than the Robot Masters. But when you play the game, he's, like, minuscule, even compared to someone like Blockman, which actually really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... It's kind of neat, but, you know, I, I, at the same time, I kind of miss the days when you'd have some ro- more Robot Masters that were of equal stature, so... Yeah. Right. Uh, not to knock on any of the designs here. I love all the designs here, but it's just, you know, kind of a little... Just a little bit of nostalgia, twinging. To kind of bounce off that, actually, I, I will say the designs here in general, especially for the Robot... Well, for Mega Man himself, but for also for the Robot Masters... Yuji Ishihara, did, they, that was such a great get for them to, to make him the art director on Mega Man 11 because you can totally see his Battle Network influence here. And oh, in yeah. a good way, though. Like, you can see it in a good way. And I love Mega Man's different forms, yeah. but I especially want to shout out the Robot Masters. Like, Eleven set of Robot Masters has to be one of my favorite yet, just in terms of their design, how they exist in relation to one another. I think Eleven absolutely nailed that part of things. This is probably the strongest Robot Masters in a long time. The strongest lineup, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said in my review, like, we're going to remember these Robot Masters for years. Like, even if there is a Mega Man 12, these guys are just so endearing. They're going to stick around in our minds for a long time. Yeah. You think they're effectively the new Mega Man 2 of Robot Masters, as it were? You know, uh, I do. I do. I wouldn't be surprised. So. Yeah, I could see that actually. Yeah, that it, it, at first when you say it like that, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, I, I could kind of see that being the case. These guys have so much personality. They're funny long one-liners and everything. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's like what what uh, Blockman and Impact Man like they hang out at oil bars after work. Like that's great. <laughs> There's just so much character with these oh, robot masters. Fuse Man has a pet name, a pet rabbit named Watt. Yeah, yeah, and and Tundra Man just you know because he's out in, in I guess the South Pole or Antarctica or wherever by himself, but he really wants to be a figure skater, so he just practices in his spare time. I love yeah. stuff like that. Uh, Torch Man is Torch Jutsu. Torch Jutsu, the flaming fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one one thing that I really do like about the game is. Basically, as far as lore goes, I think this is probably... And it's funny because it's not a particularly story-heavy game, but at the same time, the lore, the actual in-game lore, is probably the richest of any classic Mega Man game we've ever had. 
the you've got all the uh, profiles there from the start. Like I know there have been remakes that include uh, profiles, but it's right there at the start. Right. You've got the uh, Mega Buster in the weapon descriptions. Like I don't think the reference to the solar bullets that the Mega Buster fires has ever been referenced in game before. And right there it is on the sub screen. Having to like find out so much of this stuff through supplemental materials in another language and waiting for somebody to translate it over the years, this is just like honestly kind of refreshing. Yeah, I, I agree that it, it was very clear that the localization team really researched the lore well and, and made sure that they, they really crossed their T's, dotted their I's. And if you look, there, there are all sorts of little Easter eggs and such, too. Like, I think it's Tundra Man, who, if you look at his gallery, he, uh, he was created in uh, Cossack Laboratories. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Like I love that they're just a little nod. Like it's not a, not front and center, but hey, if you've been a longtime fan, you played Mega Man Four, you you make that connection. That's yeah. really cool. So little things like that, and like the solar bullets, like you were saying. So t- Tundra Man's description is really cool. You're saying yes, very cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we went there. Oh, it's man. Sub-zero. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't letting that one get by. <laughs> But uh, I saw a lot of people, when I pointed out on Twitter about the Cossack connection, people were like, oh, no wonder this is my favorite robot master. I love Mega Man 4. <laughs> uh-huh. so I, do, I do love how the definition of what a Wily number is continues to get stretched and kind of just expanded. Like, because now, I, like, I, I feel like Mega Man 11 makes it clear that these robot masters were obviously were not built by Wily, but that he just, they were working for Dr. Light, I guess, because they're not light numbers either. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how the lore keeps playing around with the idea of what Wily numbers actually are, but I guess as long as Wily repurposes them for his own ends, that's enough to call them a Wily number. That's true, because, you know, right. it doesn't seem like Dr. Light created them necessarily, but they do work for him because how the story sets it up. They're like, Dr. Light's just merely doing maintenance on them, making sure they're all right so they can go back to work. Right. So it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. You should see my, uh, or rather the Mega Man Network's Twitter timeline as far as the whole Dr. Wily numbers thing right now. Oh, oh yeah? Boy. Oh, my God. It's just, like, blown up over the last day or so, and it's like, I don't know. They're, it's not especially consistent. Exactly. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like, zero consistency there. Right. Yeah, Mega Man 1's was all DLN, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And or 9 DR. as well. Unless you're in Japan. Yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah. I just think yeah. at this point they do the DWN just out of uh, just make it easier on them. <laughs> so yeah. they don't have to make up all these different <laughs> acronyms for every robot master. Yeah, consistency. Right. Of a sort. Now, as long as we're on the subject of robot masters, do you guys have any favorites? Tundra Man. You want to dance? Tundra Man 100%. Yeah. I love how. He's like, oh, I just watched uh, Ice Skating Championship on TV one day, so now I want to be an ice skater too. And you can see like he's really practiced, and he's so elegant and fabulous, of course. Uh, everything, I just love everything about him. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's hard to pick one, really. But, you know, yeah, if I had to... Yeah, so many are good. <laughs> yeah, if I had to by, you know, Mega Buster held to my head, um, I guess Blast Man. Come on, explode! He's just, the design is so cool, the personality is awesome. And that's just like seeped in his stage, you know, how he's kind of full of himself. It's it's awesome. Yeah, Explosion I gotta say. This art. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. man, you guys took two really good ones because I agree with both of you. Tundra Man and Blast Man are two of my favorites. Um I do gotta give a I, I feel like Blockman is being overlooked just because he was the first one revealed and people oh, are used to him too. by now. But I gotta say <laughs> I really do love Blockman. Your face! 
plates carved in stone. I I just I, I love was actually this going whole to think. He's so cute. <laughs> He's so. I was actually going to say yeah. Blockman is one of my favorites. Actually. Nice. I love the way he kind of uh, does the whole headmaster thing and turns into the head of a giant, uh, like block robot thing that just you know comes stomping after you and. I mean, at first at playing the demo, I was a little graded by him, but he's really endeared myself, especially, like, he seems to be the one who gets all the, uh, you know, um, the speaking lines and the cutscenes and stuff, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. His I will say, uh-huh. I also Nobody really blocks like... Nobody blocks man <laughs> <laughs> I also really like Fuse Man. Let's amp this up! I have to say, I just, I, he kind of reminds me of, like, of, of an Elect Man, but for 2018. Just kind of a really cool streamlined design. One of the, one of the coolest, along with Blastman, I think, of, of this new set of eight. And I, I love it. I like his English voice. I like his whole design. I like how Mega Man looks when he gets the Scramble Thunder. Just everything about Fuse Man, I think, was really, really on point. Yeah, I tell yeah. me he does not sound like Vegeta. <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite hear that. Well, more, more the original, uh, like. Uh, Shoot, who was it? Um, the the um, early Vegeta, rather than the uh, Funimation uh, dub. Oh, the uh, Ocean Group one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, but yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Fuseman. Would... I'm blanking. I want to say Brian Drummond, but that's the current one, isn't it? Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not sure. Fuseman. I feel definitely... really. I feel really bad because I mean, he. They, they both do such great jobs with the character. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, now now we have this guy too, who also does a great job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Brian Drummond. Yep, Brian Drummond. Just looked it up. Oh, nice. My, my other favorite among the Robot Masters, um, Impact Man has really kind of grown on me because he just reminds me of, like, you know, especially when you've got, like, you're seeing his silhouette, like, when he's, like, you know, blowing up or whatever. He kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of, like, a Transformer, so. And he's got the whole combiner aspect, so. Oh, yeah. Those are some yeah. neat touches that I really Transformers. enjoy. Transformers. He's got a Dracula voice. Behold, Impact Man. Come on, guys. Literally <laughs> Dracula. I will. I will say Impact Man was was one of my lesser. I was like, eh, he's kind of cool. But then when I realized that the things attacking you throughout the stage are actually his parts, I'm like, okay, I that's know. pretty cool. Like the whole that's... the whole Transformer yeah. angle is really neat with him. I, I I'm not a big fan of his voice or kind of his overall silhouette, really. But I do love the idea that he's essentially a transforming robot master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and, that's uh, that's the draw for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and him attacking you on the stage is like a bit of a remnant. Uh, during development, they're actually considering having each robot master kind of attack you as mm-hmm. you as you're you know going through the stage. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm glad that that kind of like you know stuck around for the finished game because it's just such a cool idea that he's you know three robots, three separate robots, and they're just drilling about while you're blasting away, and it's very unique. Make his makes the stage really unique. Yeah, and you pointed out, Proto Dude, that. Uh, Acid Man swims by during his stage. That's really right. Cool. Yeah, like yeah. I never even noticed that when I was playing. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You blink and you miss it, but yeah, his, his silhouette goes by in the the gross tank behind you. Of course, the uh, robot master attacking you uh, as you're going through the stage isn't entirely new, but oh no. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it did, it did bring back fond memories of, like, Jet Stingray, the way he would attack you during his stage, even though that's a ride chaser stage. Um, but The yeah. only good ride chaser stage, in my opinion. I, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless yeah. we count, if, if we count Overdrive Ostrich, then I'll, I'll that one gets a pass, too. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. Jet Stingray is the only one. 
Eh, I don't, because the uh, the one there is purely optional. Yeah, the totally, I hear you. Then again, I guess the one in X7 is technically purely optional, so okay, I'll allow Awful, it. awful, <laughs> man. That stage, jeez. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to go condemning ride chaser stages without including X7. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, X2, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, in terms of the Robot Masters, there isn't a single one I hate. Like, I love all these guys. They have so much personality. They're all really fun. And like Ash mm-hmm. was saying, it, Fuseman is awesome, too, to me. He's probably my second second favorite. You know, he's pretty much like an edgy boy, in a way. And yeah. He has some really <laughs> funny lines, like, Prepare to diode. Prepare to diode. <laughs> I do love I'm, that. Yeah. yeah, I I I love his animation. Like when he warps down, you know, and he's all like yeah. covered in electricity in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I go to the gallery mode just to like watch that in like a loop. It's it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, just in general, just the effects in this game, the hit effects, explosions, weapons, they really look nice in this game. And I feel that's something that people have kind of glossed over because I don't know. There's there's certain people on the internet with their hot takes talking about how Mega Man Eleven looks low budge or. Or it's just, mighty number it, nine. It doesn't look low budget at all to me, and and I I will no. say that it has a simple I was going to say simple and clean art style, um n- not an intentional Kingdom Hearts reference, but it has a simple <laughs> and a clean art style, and I think it works for the game and, and and allows those kind of little effects to really pop, like again the the lighting effects and explosions and hits right. and things like that. It just everything looks really nice and crisp in this game. Yeah, you don't want it to be too busy, or else like. You can't see the effects. You can't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Right. I really want to put a spotlight on the backgrounds in this game because, for example, you're fighting that turkey, and there's these metars at yes. a bonfire in the background yes. uh, dancing. So good. And uh, dinosaurs in the background on Tunderman stage, uh, the stormy skies and Fuse Man, and mm-hmm. uh, the hieroglyphics in uh, Blockman stage with a prophecy to be foretold. <laughs> it's really good. It's a gibberish language, too, right? Didn't they say that in his profile? Like, he made it up or something? Yeah, yeah he made it up himself. <laughs> and I do like Lock-manies. how... I love how some of the backgrounds tell a story, too. Like, some of the backgrounds in the stages tell the story of the passage of time. So, like, with Blockman stage, for example, you start during midday, the sky's blue, and then mm-hmm. in the middle of the stage, it's you get this really beautiful sunset background, and then at the end of the stage, you get a night sky. Same thing with Bounce mm-hmm. Man. Not exactly the same thing with Bounce Man, it's during the daytime outside when you begin the stage, and then by the end, you're, you've got this beautiful, starry night sky. And I, I just love when stages, when the backgrounds tell their yeah. own stories like that. Yeah. That's probably my favorite parts in the game, visually. You're inside this night sky planetarium. It's awesome. Yeah. I love day-to-night transitions. I just kind of wish, like, say, with Blockman's, that maybe you could still see it when you're fighting him. But the background for his battle, uh, his little arena room is uh, good too right mm-hmm. the mural of everything that you've encountered yeah it's it's very cool i just yeah i it just makes me want to see i mean i just i want Mega Man 12 anyway of course but i just want to see what more can be done with this visual style because i really mm-hmm. am a huge fan of it and i think they've they've only scratched the surface in terms of what they can actually do with it and I would love to see, you know, see them give it another go with Mega Man 12. Now they're not trying to come up with a new design. They've got the new design established. So let's see how far they can push it. Mm-hmm. Just a quick side note. 
hearing Mega Man 12 still sounds so foreign to me because I'm still <laughs> feeling like we've been so long without a Mega Man 11. That I know. It feels like when you talk, yeah. when you say Mega Man 12, like we're skipping a number. And yeah. it's funny too. Like I, I've experienced this with my wife. Like when you don't know the entire context of everything, it's very hard for the layperson to feel bad for Mega Man fans because just the fact when you say Mega Man 11 it's like right. if you don't know the context it's like why are you guys feel sorry for yourselves you guys have had 10 games already and most series don't make it to 10 let alone 5 or 6 or 7 so when you don't know the context surrounding everything it's yeah. like Mega Man fans are fine you just you just got your 11th game but of course you know, mm-hmm. we know that we had to wait eight years between the tenth and eleventh. So, and it's not a to different. mention, uh, there was a very big gap between eight and nine too. That so. too. Although <laughs> yeah. that gap was at least, if you were a fan of Mega Man in general, at least that gap right. had other series kind of. Yeah, like, that's the other thing too. People will probably point out, oh, you know, you got eleven games, and then you got all your <laughs> spinoffs too. Yeah. The X Zeros, the Star Forces, the Battle Networks. What's yeah. the problem here? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, my wife I, was saying. I, I, She's I, like, I don't feel bad for you guys. Like, come on. Then I then I explained yeah. it to her. She's like, okay, I guess I kind of see what you mean. <laughs> I, I've I've been like saying like you know for years now that I mean honestly compared to a lot of other series, Mega Man fans are practically spoiled. We are. We I are. did I did cover the uh, like the gaps and how uh, this one differed from the last one in my review, like as kind of a preamble that went on longer than I expected it to. But um, and it's like I just remember when they announced that new Strider years ago and people were just like jumping all over Capcom like, why Strider? Why not a new Mega Man? And it's (laughs) like, okay, we were like maybe two years out from Mega Man 10. Strider's last game came out in like 99, 2000, somewhere around there, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, let someone else like, you know, at least have a chance. Like, you know, it's yeah. Oh, oh, right. And no uh, need need to be that petty about it. When Marvel vs. Capcom 3 came out, everybody was mad because Mega Man X was not there, but Zero was. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was I, I'll admit I, I'm guilty as charged that was like my big I don't really get upset about things in the internet ever but that just came at the wrong time I guess and I was really hoping for X to be at it and I think it was because it was coming on the cusp of so many other disappointments right and I'm yeah. like yeah like, yeah people don't understand yeah we waited eight years for the eight years for this game but more than that that came off the cusp of Mega Man Legends 3 getting canceled and uh universe and also that uh, Korean game. Rockman Online. Rockman yeah. Online. Four, yeah. We had four cancellations and Inafune leaving on top of it all, you know? It was right. just kind of like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. What was the fourth one? Um, the Maverick Hunter FPS. Oh, I don't think that was ever canceled. I don't think that was ever actually greenlit. Wasn't that just a pitch? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, it was a pitch. Eh, all right. Yeah, I don't three, think it was ever officially. Yeah, but still, oh yeah. god. I'm, I'm so glad. Like, sometimes I think about that and I think about what might have been if Keiji Inafune had been allowed to greenlight that, and I'm so yeah. glad he wasn't. Like, we talk about, <laughs> oh, all these cancellations, and the cancellations suck. That is one quote-unquote cancellation I am eternally grateful for. Although, <laughs> yes. Universe, uh, Universe might not have done so well either, because the art style yeah. was so weird. Although, it would have been nice to have, like, a semi-official Mega Man maker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. I agree. The last time that we heard about Mega Man Universe was that uh, it was like undergoing changes, and we never got to see those changes. But mm. I've always been under the assumption it was because of uh, the reception from the art style. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the change was that they were axing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's gone from a game to a non-game. The changes yeah. we deleted it. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, it, it was it was an odd time. Just the uh, period in between. It's I, I can see why Capcom took so long because they mentioned like how they like there was sort of a certain trepidation they seemed to have after Inafune left, 
And you look at what they did do at following uh, Inafune's departure and the Legends cancellation and like literally nothing was ever really good enough for so many people and a lot of it was just kind of awkwardly timed there was the zero thing as mentioned mm-hmm. uh, there was zero wearing x's skin oh, in man. the same game there was bad <laughs> box art mega man and i was just about to say game. that yeah, yeah that was supposed to be like you know a bit of good natured fun but the timing just made it look like you know apparently that uh, was capcom that was, was... in a fault too <laughs> yeah. yeah that that could not have been worse timed like, like that yeah. could yeah. not have been more badly timed just because in it yeah. literally any other time it would have been taken <laughs> as the good natured reference it was, but yeah. it just could not right. have come at a worse time. <laughs> like, I, I truly believe that was supposed to go hand in hand with Mega Man Universe because that would have had Bad Box oh, or Mega yeah. Man in it. The timing yeah, would have exactly. worked there, but I guess they just like, eh, let it go. Keep him in the fighting game. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, it's just god no wonder no wonder it took so long for them to do it uh, we probably had them like you know shaking in their boots nobody wanted to yeah. volunteer anything i mean even legacy collection was like you know just being jeered and god were, were people down on the virtual console releases i don't remember it's just well, people seem to be down on everything yeah even people who don't even make games and yeah. people are wanting them to make new new games I mean, capcom wasn't going to and it's like it doesn't work like that I yeah. don't really think the Bandai's toy division, just because they made a new Mega Man X figure, is going to suddenly start like you know cranking out games. Mm. And it's, I don't think they're allowed to do that. You know, I I got a few emails no. like that. I because I used to work at Udon, uh, who do the Mega Man art books, and I we got a few emails during that whole time like, hey, why won't you guys make a new Mega Man game? And it's like uh, I don't think you quite mm. understand how this works because <laughs> we're not a game <laughs> development studio, we're not Capcom, but. Yeah, the the, the fans were definitely, as bad as things got, the fans definitely got pretty indignant about it as well. So I don't necessarily blame Capcom for oh, maybe no. yeah, like, being scared off by that. The fans got yeah. toxic during that time. Yeah. It's like yeah. everything I mean, they did, oh, wow, it's making a new game. Mega Man 11 at all. <laughs> we single-handedly kept a Rock Band crossover, the mobile game, out of the West. Like, we were so fed up and upset with it, What what you know, what the game mm-hmm. was, at, and, you know... Uh, Christian Svensson at the time, he said, "Yeah, we're not we're not moving forward with plans. Like there were plans to bring it here, but they're like, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, can't really blame them for that one because you you had you had even had people saying really really outrageous things like they owed us Mega Man Legends three. How dare they? It's like wait a minute, no, yeah. Capcom didn't owe you any of us anything. We want it and we really hope to get it, but they don't owe they all they owe is their the only people they owe are their shareholders and their bottom lines. They don't owe anybody exactly. else. You know, people forget it's a business. I'm going to dispute that in part. Because they there was that promise when the Nintendo eShop on the 3DS mm. launched that we would at least get the demo that we know that they made and that they would basically base their decision like you know going forward from that. And we never got that opportunity. That was kind of a broken promise and it's just that was kind of a bad faith move uh, all around. Yeah, mention, that's a good point. The timing of Inafuni's departure from Capcom is so weird because before Legends 3 was, you know, came up with People asked him during a panel, hey, what's the game that you want to make the most? And he said, Mega Man Legends 3. I really want to make it. And the crowd started cheering about it. And then yeah. that's when he came up with the, the project for it. But then he left. Why don't you just stay on long enough to work on this game you wanted to make so badly? Didn't he even offer to like continue it at Comcept? He did. Like, early I on. He did. Yeah. 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 
But yeah. Capcom wasn't having any of, the, any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Story of Mega Man 11. Yeah, speaking of which, I think we're <laughs> getting slightly derailed here. Good point. Good point. Uh, something I wanted to bring up back after we were talking about the Robot Masters. Okay, we pretty much all agree the Robot Masters, the whole lot of them are pretty cool, right? Now, how do you guys feel about the stages? Generally, I like the stages a lot. Um, some of them feel, maybe they're uh, they're a little long, but at the same time, I also kind of prefer longer stages in Mega Man, so that didn't really bother me too much. Um, same here. Yeah, I actually really, I like how distinct all the stages feel from one another, and I like how creative some of the, a lot of their uh, settings are. You, you've got mm -hmm. Torchman's campground, you've mm -hmm. got Bounce Man's indoor fitness center, stuff like that. Like, I, I really like how distinct every stage feels from the others in this game. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, yeah. here's your other fire stage, here's another electric stage, or another uh, wood stage, or whatever. No, they have, like, these unique settings that haven't been really been done in Mega Man as of yet. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. right. I agree. Torchman's stage was definitely very inspired, although I do feel it, like you said, some of the stages ran a little long. I think I'd have rather had more stages that were a little shorter than, like, you know, the number that we got that are longer. Like, uh, the the fire chase thing in Torchman's stage, like, I, I was, I had my fill after the second one, and the third one's just a little nasty almost trying to get through it fall to the fists of flame mm -hmm. yeah although I, w I will say that much like other things in Mega Man games I, I felt the same way you did and then once I got got those sequences down though they become a lot easier like once you once yeah. you know where all the tells are and 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 what they want you to do and and what you need to avoid doing what they want you to do mm -hmm. that you know once once you learn all the little tricks in those sequences it gets a lot easier but I, I hear you like I mm -hmm had had my fill of, of that original initially after the first couple of playthroughs. That's true. Yeah. Though, like, my, my main, yeah. my main hangup is like the little S shaped thing that you have to jump up through uh, yeah. from the bottom there. And I've yeah. heard somebody mention that the way the foregrounds are rendered in 3d, it kind of reduces the, like, you know, knowing just where you need to jump and like how to get around, like, you know, something so tight as that versus like if like something like Mega Man nine or 10, for example, where it's just, you know, flat 2d without the perspective in play. That's fair. I, I know exactly which part you're talking about, too, and I have lost my fair share of lives to that part. So using the speed gear at that part is, is helpful. But, yeah, I hear you. And, and there are some stages that threaten to be a little... Uh, not not samey to other stages in Mega Man 11, but samey to other stages that have come prior. Like, I think Tundra Man's stage, as much as I like Tundra Man himself, his stage kind of just reminds me of, like, Freeze Man's stage. You've got, like, the frozen fossils in the background and... It's just it's it's an ice stage and it, it's a fun stage. Yeah. It, I enjoy playing mm -hmm. through it and I love the mini boss. Like it's a fun stage, but it's an ice stage essentially. You know. Yeah, at least it has the museum motif going on. Yes, so dude, that was cool to help break that was, it up. That was really neat. Now, one stage that irritated me a little bit, not so much that like you know I felt like really calling it out before, but you know, hey, we're just talking here, so. But uh, bounce man stage. Let's get hopping. It reminded me a bit of, oh, whose stage was it? Spring, Spring Man. Man. It? Spring Man, uh -huh. yep. Yeah, Spring like Man. Spring Man, except not quite as well done, because you can really get kind of hung up in these spots where it's difficult to bounce where you need to. Well, Spring Man had I'm pretty that sure too. in Spring Man I'd have been able to do it, but here it was just, you kind of had to, mm. like, stop and, like, almost reset the whole sequence. Right. I like, I like the gimmick in theory. Like, you're, you know, kind of trying to build momentum. Like, you're climbing higher and higher and higher to, like, you know, launch yourself up in the air. But, like... It's mm -hmm. just, it's too much. 
you really mm-hmm. you have to like get used to a whole new like set of jumping physics. You know, it's eh. yeah. I like, think they ease you into it, but yeah, sure. Uh, I agree that some of the the hitboxes could be better. Like there's just one room where you gotta basically do a full jump to get on these this like box of bo- uh, balls, and then you gotta jump on them. But sometimes the hitbox is so big that when you try to jump into them, you get bounced off the other direction. So yeah, there's definitely instances like that that you know there's like a couple rooms in bouncement stage I kept getting stuck on just because you gotta you get used to the physics and it's like uh like I have to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't have... I mean, I, I did call out... It's funny. I, these two specific stages I called out in my review as having some, you know, some problems compared to the others being Torch Man and Bounce Man stage. But I will say mm. it was more Torch Man for me. Bounce Man, yeah, initially I had some, some problems with the physics and, and kind of wrapping my head around that, but it didn't last that long. And I have to say... I ha- I've seen some people really, really raging about Bounce Man stage. Like, it's one of the worst stages in the history of Mega Man and it's broken and all this and I don't I'm not seeing that like I know you guys yeah, aren't saying neither. that but it, it, it's it's a slight nuisance but yeah. it's not it's not the worst we've had yeah. so much worse so much worse in my opinion there isn't a single bad stage unless we're talking no. about Dr. Wily stage 3 and 4 <laughs> right <laughs> which I would agree with that as well yeah yeah those those are like almost non-stages yeah. really uh, for what they are they're fine but like the fact that they are stages three and four of dr wiley and that goes back to what i was saying before i would rather have more shorter stages maybe like a little bit shorter than uh having like you know all these super long ones especially if it's gonna like you know cut off at the uh, end like that sure yeah, that, that, and that was, I think, that's kind of a commonality between all of us, I think, is and just in general, based on the reactions I've been seeing, is that the Wily Castle portion of this game is, is rather disappointing. Like, the, the Gear Fortress is a cool idea, I think, but they just don't take the concept far enough. Like, I actually really like the first Wily stage because you, I love mm-hmm. the background, because you're literally going around the castle, and the, and the gear motif makes sense. Like, it actually plays into the design of the level. Right. But then you got Wily Stage 2, which is fine, it's fun, it's cool, but then it's done. And then you, you kind of lose that whole gear motif until the final boss, of course, but that's kind of its own thing. And I was personally hoping for something along the lines of Mega Man 4, 5, and 6, where you get a little more content between the Robot Master stages and the final Wily Castle. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted two castles, I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was hoping when, when the game was over, when he was like, oh, you know, he did his little bow speed gear thing. I thought we were getting a lead into, like, another castle, but... No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect a whole other castle, but I, I I expected at least something like you know Mega Man Two, where you beat Wily and then he like you know takes off and then you have to chase him down like and then beat him again. Yeah, I mean Ten yeah. had that even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now you didn't mention it, Proto Dude. That would have been a great tie-in to another castle. Oh, I'm not done yet. Uh, I'll see you in the next castle. I'll beat right. you this time. And and there's Proto Man and there's Base. Like, all right, you know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it makes me you want know, more, it, which is a good thing, I think. If if they were going to do two castles, it would have been like funny if like they played the gear motif like that, like you know, like one castle represents one gear and the other one represents another. Oh, they like transform oh, the cool. castle uh, in front of your eyes, dude. <laughs> yeah, speed gear castle and a power gear castle. I like that. Yeah. Dang it, David. Yeah. Dang it, David. The game already shipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what DLC is for, I guess. <laughs> but we just we just brought up two particularly important names, and, and I'm curious yes. to, to see how you guys feel about this, because 
Proto-Man and Base, like, where are they? Like, what happened here? Why would Tsuchiya think that fans just don't want to see these characters? And, and, and again, I want to say Tsuchiya did an amazing job. I, I, think, yeah. he, I think the series yeah. is in good hands with him. However, yeah. what happened? Like, these are important characters, and they're just gone. Not to mention the 30th anniversary polls. They asked him, hey, where are your favorite characters? Who are the top two spots? Base and Proto-Man. <laughs> right. Right. It's... Kind of think like they mentioned this in one of the interviews that they were kind of with Eleven. They're kind of going back to the basics. Maybe that part of that is stripping the cast down to like its bare essential members. Kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're not throwing too many characters at you for new players because Mega Man Eleven will be like the first Mega Man game for a lot of people. I've I've kind of seen that already. But um, I don't know. They can kind of make the return of you know Proto Man and Base kind of like a selling point for a DLC or even twelve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otto, Otto's a top tier character, I guess. Obviously, <laughs> he is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed. There. It, it's it was kind of a like I get the soft reboot idea. Uh, Proto Man, it's like that would be neat DLC, as you say. Same with base. I don't feel like Proto Man was essential to the story they were telling necessarily. Yeah. Although I mean, I guess if you look back at the you know Light and Wily origins, he could have uh, fit in there somehow. Oh, that's true. I'm just more disappointed that we didn't get to fight a double gear. Yes. Base. That's yeah. what I wanted. I wanted an overclocked base, just a, a boss fight in Wily Castle, Mega Man versus a double gear equipped base. That that's what I wanted Castle so 3, much. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, even if you just have the stage be a boss gauntlet, still have a boss at the end of stage three and be like, oh, here's base, uh, double gear. Like, holy crap. I would have made it up yeah. so much. Because, I mean, even even at this point, if base is, char- you know, if you accept that base is character, he's grown apart from Wily. He's not doing Wily's bidding anymore. He, he just wants to prove he's the strongest. You can be damn sure he still would have wanted to be equipped with the double gear system. To fight Mega Man on Heck more yeah, even exactly. terms, like he would do that just because he Wily wouldn't even have to ask him; he would just do it. Yeah, gear me up, Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Okie dokie. Here's my take. Here's my take on Base and Proto Man in this game, though. Like you said, LBD, I didn't feel like they were integral to the story. Uh, it seemed like the story was very small in scope. There wasn't many characters to keep track of. I think this story was fine as it is, to be honest. I never found myself at any point asking myself, where's Base and Proto Man? Why aren't they here? No, mm-hmm. it felt fine. It felt like, you know, this is what they were going with. And I never felt like they needed to be there. But then at the end of the day, when the credits started rolling, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They weren't there, were they? <laughs> yeah, right. Now, here, here's a thought. Do you guys think someone else was kind of missing in a small way that would have fit really well? Tango? Yes. <laughs> yeah, clearly Tango. Well, Tango, obviously. Tango should be in every Mega Man game, but that goes without <laughs> saying. No, I mean besides him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what you're getting at, but at the same time, I, I feel like we have to maybe accept that 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 connection is never going to be seen within an official game. Oh, I just don't, oh, I just don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah, I consider the arcade games official, but well, honestly, yeah. and I mean this this is a new team, uh, new rules. It's anything goes as near as I can tell, because you know they're kind of doing their own thing here. I'll get back to that in just a moment. But honestly, it's just how much sense would it make to know that Zero is powered by say a perfected version of the Double Gear system? Because they've already been throwing in the. Uh, Roboenza and the evil energy, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's something else I'm forgetting, and it's just, 
you know, well, like a- zero, like is literally like the culmination of everything Wiley has ever done. And I feel like, you know, the double gear system just fits in with that. So, so perfectly the base seal. That's the other thing. Well, yeah, definitely. All I right. agree with you. Like uh, the power gear itself is like, uh, like the arm part for Mega Man X. It charges up special weapons and all that. Then you got the speed gear. It's kind of like dashing in a little bit, but then yeah. again, I don't see why people are so mad that there isn't any X tie-ins in this game because let's be honest, while it would be amazing, they aren't going to tie into X anytime soon. They want to keep the series going. The moment they yeah. lead into X, it's over for classic. <laughs> I'm not mad or anything, but it's, uh, I mean, Zero, uh, I figured it's a given by now that it's a long game thing for Wily. It's it's his, you know, weekend work, like, you know, between <laughs> his other schemes. It's, it's almost like more of a hobby, like, well, like the stuff we see in the games is his career for a uh, comparison. It's just one of those things that, you know, yeah, we'll see it someday when he, you know, gets around to it, you know, should he live that long. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's you know, not well, happening know. anytime soon. But the occasional breadcrumb that, like, you know, oh, so this is why Zero is, yeah, is, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah. We didn't get to see Zero, but we did get to see Wily in pajamas. I'm okay well, with yeah. skull motif. Confirming him being in Smash, no less. <laughs> even, the, even the window is a skull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, like, I understand the disappointment. I'm kind of disappointed there wasn't anything about X in there either. But at the same time, those people online right now, I've seen some of them in the comments section. They're like, oh, I'm so mad that there's no X tie-ins in this game. Capcom, what are you doing? Like, I don't agree with those people. I'm not mad like they are. No. <laughs> no. I think I think people people you know they they've really latched on to that that one reference in the, in the arcade game power power fight is it power fighter or power battle I always get the two mixed up power fighters power fighters yeah and I think people have latched on to that one you know kind of classic series connection and just they've used that as kind of a springboard to expect something else and I just don't I mean we do have a new team as you guys pointed out so maybe anything goes and and they'll do that but I don't know that just kind of uh. kind of like Wiley. They're playing the long game here. They want Mega Man to go to Mega Man Twenty, I assume, and yeah, you can't you can't really do that yeah. if you just go ahead and wrap things up and and lead right into the X series. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't no. think you have to wrap anything up. I mean, it's just again, just you know, like I said, breadcrumbs. Just you know, like they they've been doing it already anyway with the uh, other elements that have been introduced in the last several games. It's just you know more of that, I figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would be all about it. I think for me, I just see it as kind of a nice bonus. Like, I'm hoping to see an X-Series connection in an upcoming classic game, and if we get it, I'll be like, oh, man, that's a really cool surprise. They actually did it. But I don't go in expecting it, necessarily. Yeah, I think part of yeah. it is the arcade yeah. game, but also what Mega Phil X did with Mega Man Unlimited with the ending where uh, he faces off of Zero in, like, a unfinished state, and he completely yeah. bodies Mega Man. That was I so think, perfectly done, too. Yeah, it was so good. I think that's what fans are gripping onto as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, and, I just don't know. know that that particular idea serves uh, Capcom's best interests. Unless they made, like, some sort of, like, a uh, kind of like a guide and a, uh, a side story kind of thing. Like, the comparison I always go to is if Capcom ever did, like, go full connection, this is where Mega Man ends it might be best done in kind of a Batman Beyond Return of the Joker uh, sort of way. The way that kind of capped off the Batman-Joker rivalry of the original series, but it was like future tense. So they could still keep mm. telling more Batman stories, and they did if you uh, look at Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. But, you know, there was at least that sense of uh, closure uh, with the future going forward. Wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
you know what they yeah. should do to really confuse everybody is if they ever have a classic series game where they have the connection and zero's there they should just call it Mega Man Zero but the number zero not the word zero call it Mega Man Zero and really <laughs> confuse the hell out of everybody <laughs> even the retailers yeah. like yeah. you know what absolutely <laughs> nice. everyone yeah <laughs> Oh, by the way, just a quick side note before we go on. Uh, you mentioned uh, having trouble keeping uh, battle and fighters straight. Mm-hmm. Real easy way. B comes, B comes before F. Oh, that's actually yeah, perfect. Nice. nice. I, will, I will never that's wonder. That's how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, back to what we were saying about, like, you know, new team, new roles, uh, like, you know, yeah, endless possibilities. Think about that. They're more playing by the book than a new set of rules, right? Because Mega Man 11 is very safe. They played it very safe with this game. Yeah. Well, here's one thing, yeah. though, that they did do that I was not expecting, and that is actually, I believe what I said in my review is, rather than, uh, like, you know, expand the world as the last several games had been doing, they kind of, you know, dug deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew that Wily and Light had this, you know, schism between them, and they actually, you know, dug into the origin and uh, of mm-hmm. why they had that uh, split and we found out just what Wiley was working on that was apparently so unethical that he was basically banished from you know doing like yeah. professional robotics right. stuff. I really like that about the story. Like yeah. Yeah. We got to see that like you know in manga and cartoons but never like actually in the game's universe. So that, yeah, that was it's very great that they finally incorporated that and, and established uh, that. And like Ash was saying, you can definitely see the battle network influence in this game because the person who helped out with the story was actually the scenario writer for Battle Network, and Battle Network had a very similar thing where a committee or somebody picked Light's research into network technology over Dr. Wiley's robotics research. So it's very similar in that way. I like that they put that parallel in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's kind of neat. I I really agree with what uh, what you guys just, or LBD. I think it was you. You were saying that it's they're digging deeper into the world rather than expanding it, and I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, I really enjoyed Mega Man 11's story. I just I, I do wish there had been a little more of it. I think I was hoping for something a little closer to Mega Man 8, and not not with anime cutscenes. I didn't expect them to put that kind of budget into it. <laughs> I was just I think I was just hoping for a slightly more story heavy experience maybe maybe mm. a few more cutscenes. just a longer game as we kind of talked about just kind of a little more meat to chew on they could have um, gone with the Mega Man x8 route too where there's practically a little scene of dialogue after every stage right and and, and i can see All why right, that might yeah. have been too many you know too much for people you know at the end of the mm-hmm. day Mega Man is a platformer and platformers are generally mm-hmm. associated with not having a you know a, a major story element but at the same time i'm just speaking as a Mega Man fan it's been so long since we've had any lore to chew on it would have been nicer if there had been literally more meat to chew on <laughs> but what is here i really do like that they as again as you said lbd they deepen the lore rather than try to expand it yeah you know a lot of that lore it's it's in the uh the glossary but i kind of like a part of me kind of wishes that was like in the game itself, yeah. like banter between Mega Man and the Robot Masters, yeah. like I'm, I'm really missing that. You know, Powered Up did such a cool job. It with did, that, right. you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I could also see why by doing that, however, that it would really slow down the pace of the game. But it's a simple solution: a skip button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Pre- basically. Press start. Options are always good. Yeah, I mean, I think you can even turn off the voices if you want. So I mean, you know, it's yeah. not yeah, right, <laughs> unheard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of slowing down the pace, one thing, and I mentioned this in my review, one thing that consistently slowed down the pace for me, ladders. 
I don't know if it's Mega Man's age, if he's just getting too old to climb ladders or something, <laughs> but he's he's really slow oh, yeah. in this game, isn't yeah. he? The way he climbs yeah. ladders, it just feels wrong to me. It's ridiculous. And here, Ridic- I thought you were going to call yeah, out the speed Yeah, ridiculously slow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but- I'm surprised there wasn't an item to speed up the ladders. Like, wasn't that a thing in the 8 and uh, Mega Man and Base? Yeah. Like an optional I think part? So. Yeah. Yeah, I surprised it wasn't there. The uh, yeah, the ladders was like one small sticking point for me, particularly when you're fighting certain things like those uh, spinny robots that you have to hit in a certain spot. I forget ah. what they're called off the top of my head. And it's like you know, okay, I need to duck down a ladder or something, or like it's like you know, I didn't even try it. I don't think there was even a good or necessary opportunity to try it otherwise. But do the thing where you hang on the ladder and you fire like while ducking under the shots when you're not firing. Oh yeah, I've done that. Like in uh-huh. Mega Man Two kind of thing. Uh, I will say something that would help with the climbing ladders thing was apart from Mega Man 8 that increased oh, yeah. your climbing ladder speed. And I, on that note, there's a lot of parts from like that Mega Man 8 and the X series that are missing from this game, like super recovered, quick charge, like charging your charge shot faster. There's some weird uh, omissions from the part list. Any idea how the parts unlock, by the way? Because I think I finished the game and I still didn't have everything unlocked. Yeah, so me, the one me, uh, my, my myself was missing was Weapon Catcher. That increases drop rate of weapon energy. Apparently someone told me that you had to use up your entire weapon energy 30 times to unlock it. What? <laughs> that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I guess that makes sense, uh, but you know, I kind of wish like they'd kind of told you what you were missing instead of just leaving it a mystery. Because it's like, yeah, I don't really need that. Yeah, how are you supposed to figure that out without the strategy guide? It's telling like, you? especially well, since they refill your uh, weapons energy after each life, or is that just on certain modes? I that's only uh, on certain casual. modes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm filthy casual. So <laughs> either way, I don't. I don't know if Mega Man 11 is even long enough for you to have for you to naturally need to deplete your special weapons 30 no, times. Not like at that, all. I don't think it's long enough to even do that naturally. What a weird unlock condition. Right, and I understand like they're thinking, oh, well, this player uses special weapons a lot. We should get, throw him a bone, but they should at least lower the requirement for that because 30 is just too much. Yeah. Yeah. But- Speaking of the items, one thing that bugged me is the way that, like, certain ones were still locked away as unlockables. It's like, how many times do we need to buy an energy balancer? Like, there was a super energy balancer? Fine. Okay, that that's an improvement. That's something different. I can understand buying that. But why why do we have to keep buying this? It's a default in Mega Man X, even. It's just... It's like when uh, it's almost like when they strip out parts of games to sell them to you as DLC, except it's all in game and no actual yeah. cash requirement. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just you know feels kind of I, I don't know petty putting it behind some sort of paywall there. Yeah. Same with the uh, auto charging thing because I, I find it more comfortable to just let it charge and then fire as I need. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just getting older and that's part of it, but it's something I really enjoyed in the X series and I use every time it's in the options screen. I don't have to buy it there. <laughs> and then here it's like, oh yeah, this is the thing you can do, but, uh, you know, fork over the bolts. And it's like, really? Fine, here. I mean, at least... Uh, buy it, but I'm not happy about at it. At least grinding bolts is not an issue in this game, unlike Mega Man X8, <laughs> where you had to grind yes. metal so much. But in this game... They give you bolts quite often, and, like, the big one is 100, the small ones are 10. You get a lot of bolts per stage that it's a non-issue buying most of the upgrades. Yeah. 
And you got these items to kind of jack up how many bolts you get when you beat a stage, you know? Yeah, just, the mystery trip. They, they help you out. Yeah, plus when the game's already so short, you need you need whatever little, you know, instances of progression, character progression you can get. So I feel like they probably just thought the energy balancer was an easy one. You know, that's that's one of the first upgrades you can buy, but it still feels like an upgrade because you're buying it. Though, LBD, I do see what you're saying about how it's, you know, a default option in the X-Series. So... I, I see it both ways. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I they probably just wanted that sense of progression in there. I'm more bothered by the auto charger. That's not even open at the start, is it? No. Like available? Uh, actually, no. Yes. actually, yes. Actually, no. yes. It is, isn't it? it? Is? Yeah, okay. I had a feeling really? it was. Yeah. The one that's it's not is the Buster Plus but yeah. I, I, I just oh, like to have yeah. it there from the start, so not having it there at the very start like where you still have to get the bolts to buy it or whatever mm-hmm. it's like just still and it is 300 so it's not like the energy balancer that's just 100 and it's super yeah i mean i've yeah. never used auto charge so I'd, it's not even something that occurred to me like i've never even thought about using it not that there's anything wrong with it i just personally haven't thought of it so i didn't even think about that angle but that's a good point when you consider the fact that it is a default option in the x series that is kind of weird i i hear you yeah, and and again, it's like just a matter of uh, comfort. It's not even like something that increases the challenge. Sure. And if I'm being honest, I mean, I well, I do use the auto charger to like you know let off some shots. One of my favorite things is uh, mapping the uh, rapid fire to the um, A or a circle button, and just like you know really shredding through some enemies. That is. Oh so yeah, satisfying. rapid fire is mm-hmm. so. I'm actually gonna post a clip uh, later today on Twitter through my Switch of me just using rapid fire against one of the mini bosses. And it's like, Hey, if you're having trouble, mm-hmm. don't, don't forget about the, the, the auto fire option because it is there and it can be really mm-hmm. fun. Nice. I'm surprised rapid was in the part and not auto charge. <laughs> don't give them ideas. <laughs> I actually do wish they had done something more akin to Mega Man 8's buster upgrades that you could buy. Like the buster plus was a good start and, and it kind of does that, but I really like the parts in Mega Man 8 where you could have five shots on the screen instead of three yes. and the part that made them faster, like the speedy buster that turned the shots right. blue. And I like I love stuff like that. Although yeah. I will say the Buster Plus part kind of gets there. Yeah. 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 It's like, and uh, that, some cool 8 stuff. also had the laser shot, the arrow shot. Like 8 had so many cool parts and there's not here in 11 for some reason. Mm-mm. Yeah, those, those were fun to play around with, even though you couldn't get them all in a single go. Right. But <laughs> Either way, it would have been nice to have them here. Yeah, such such but, diversity uh, in items and aid. Yeah, yeah. In a, in a way, it's kind of uh, funny thinking about it. It's like uh, I, I like having the fully charged shots, but it, it's almost mirrors my thoughts on the stages. Like you know, while I, you know, like the longer, uh, the bigger stages, having like you know more shorter, <laughs> with the rapid fire, just interesting little parallel right right maybe that maybe that says something about how i live my life <laughs> it, it, it's it's like if i go to a buffet i don't eat a lot of anything i eat a little bit of everything gotcha so <laughs> yeah you, you brought up the chart shot just now and that's something i, I did want to mention is that i i'm so happy that they finally brought back mega man's full repertoire i i always yeah. thought i got why they did it in mega man 9 and 10 but i always felt like it was a step backwards to remove those options, especially the slide. Mm-hmm. The slide felt like it expanded Mega Man's arsenal in a meaningful way, and for them to take that away, just it just gave Mega Man less options, like less defensive yeah, options, and feels... I'm so glad they brought that back. And not only did they bring them both back, but they, they proved that it's possible to balance the game's difficulty around that, because the reason mm-hmm. they took away the charge shot in the first place was because it was making games too easy, like Mega Man 5, for example. But... Yeah. Even with Mega Man's full repertoire, Mega Man 11 poses a, a significant challenge even on normal, I think. Agreed. Yeah. 
I found the difficulty levels that casual felt more like the normal Mega Man experience to me, and normal was a bit harder. I've been seeing people say that, and my only counterpoint to that is I can see why, but Mega Man takes so little damage in that mode that that's the only thing to me that felt like it was actually casual, like it actually earned its name. Everything else, I actually feel like, no, it it is almost as hard as normal. But the fact that Mega Man takes so little damage, you can just kind of tank your way through most fights in casual mode, I found. And there's so many checkpoints in casual mode. Like, isn't it like every two screens is a checkpoint? I think like every one or two screens, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I could have gone with fewer of those, but otherwise... Yeah. I don't, I don't think I even noticed, but I mean, that was just down to me not dying so much, but, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> On the flip side, how do you guys feel about the amount of checkpoints in normal mode? Yeah, see, it goes too far the other way in normal mode, I feel, because I'm I'm a crusty old adult, and <laughs> I don't have as much time for games as I used to, so Preach. really, really, really punitive checkpoint placement doesn't sit well with me. At the same time, Brian, what you were saying, I agree with you, that... It's, you know, maybe casual mode goes too far the other way in having, you know, yeah. yeah. There, there is, like, no middle yeah. ground difficulty, you know, that kind of combines yeah. the two. Right. I wish there was. Like, few checkpoints, but challenging. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. X-Challenge. <laughs> You're right! Yeah. yeah! Oh, my God. The easy is, like, way too easy. Easy's... You don't take enough damage. Yeah, that's You're a good point. Just creaming the bosses, and then when you go to the other one, it's like nothing seems to affect them while you're like, you know, just watching your life bar, like, you know, plummet <laughs> like a skydiver. It's, and there's no real middle ground that feels like quite normal. Like just like, you know, they're either taking too much damage or uh, not enough. Right. And there's no middle ground that feels like, you know, accurate to the fights you've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the uh, casual and uh, normal there. It's, yeah. I, I guess that might be this team's Achilles heel. Hopefully they can work on yeah, that, finding that middle ground that satisfies you know, people. Even, even the name casual for casual mode, it's like it's not casual. Like in the Japanese version, it's called advanced, and I feel like that's a much more like fitting name for it. You know? Yeah. I oh, know. I don't think Agreed. I knew that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, I found casual too easy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> filthy casual. I'm advanced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Moving on from the Buster and such, um, and since we've talked about the Robot Masters and their stages, how about their weapons? Some I of the best yet, in my opinion. They are the uh, some of the best in the series, like Ash said. So good. I, I feel the assortment yeah. is very well-rounded and conducive to being used throughout stages, more like back in, say... I don't know if Mega Man 2 is a good example, because, like, who who no. takes off the Metal Gear, right? Yeah. But, um, still. No, I found like, myself switching to different weapons for different yeah, situations exactly. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mega Man 11 has so many good weapons that you basically want to use all of them, because uh, they'll hit in direct, different directions, right? Like, Thunderstorm hits vertically. Uh, you can do an arcing shot with the Blazing Torch, uh... You know, Fusman's weapon goes along the ground, block dropper hits from above. Like, there's so many different ways you can hit an enemy from any direction with all these weapons. They really encourage you to use all of them. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but some of the weapons have additional utility beyond just offense. Like, the pile driver, for example, is basically X doing an air dash, which is really neat for classic Mega Man to be able to do. Right. And. And not only that, you you also get additional utility opened up by the power gear, which you know changes each weapon. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, the basic offensive weapons just get more offensive, but 
like with the pile drivers example, the dash goes further. And I feel like that kind of difference opens up a huge amount of potential for experimentation that hasn't really existed before in Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I used the uh, pile driver to dash, like, you know, past spikes and certain traps a lot in Acid Man stage, yep. for example. Yeah. This was the most I've ever used special weapons outside of Robot Masters. Like, I've used them a ton just to get through stages. And, like, even discovering how, like, even the gimmicks in the stages have a weakness. Like, uh, a Torchman stage, the, the the wall of fire, you can freeze that with Tundra Storm. Mm-hmm. And wait, what? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I just found out that recently in my superhero run. I was like, wait, you can do that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rubber Man, you can kind of, you can shoot his uh, the bullets at the, uh, the little uh, electricity things in Fuse Man stage. It, it immediately gets rid of them. Like, it's, yep. it's so cool. The game really encourages you to play with them and see what you can mess around with. Yeah, I found it funny that uh, the weakness to the Robot Master in terms of spatula weapon is the one that breaks the whole stage, too. <laughs> not just the Robot Master. <laughs> yeah, and not only yeah. that, but the mini-bosses. Like, I, I found that the mini-bosses in general were weak to the same weapon that the Robot Master at the end of their stage is weak against, which... Yep. I, that that felt a little predictable. Like I I, yeah. f- I feel like they could have maybe varied up those weaknesses a little more. But I have to say, just in general, the weakness chain for Mega Man Eleven is awesome. It actually makes sense if you sit down and think about it. You can mm-hmm. actually suss it out yourself. I think it's, that's really cool. It's so obvious that I completely called it on Twitter on September 9th. <laughs> I can't believe that. Like the only <laughs> the only one that was tricky for me was like Acid Man and Impact Man. Like he he rusts. Yeah, that rusts one's a little like, weird. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I actually had a little trouble figuring out, uh, Nadia and myself, we had a little trouble figuring out some of the weaknesses uh, there because I, I guess I guess we just kind of looked the wrong way and that just kind of uh, trickled down to everything else. Like, you had Blockman. He's made of these rock blocks. Well, what would work uh, well against uh, rock blocks? How about a pile driver? No, that didn't yeah. really seem to work so well. So no. and <laughs> everything just kind of broke down a little bit from there. But then we we did eventually start finding, and it's like we were looking back in retrospect, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like I believe you used right. the blocks against Torchman, which is essentially like uh, shoveling dirt on a fire. Uh, the fire, of course, works on the uh, explosive guy rather than the ice guy. Basically, like kind of fireman and bombman, if I recall correctly. So, I mean, it works, but at the same time, it's kind of easy to be fooled into thinking, like, you know, other ways, too. Like, oh, well, Tundra Man, he's made of ice. Surely that would uh, put out a fire. Or uh, surely a fire would, like, you know, melt that. Sure. Like the Pokemon connection. (laughs) (laughs) Although you do get that that little bit of throwback. I don't know if that was an intentional throwback or not, but the fact that Tundra Man is weak to the Scramble Thunder did remind me of... I like Mad and Iceman. Yeah. Yeah, That's how I thought of it when I was doing my predictions. I was thinking, yeah, in Mega Man 1... The electric weapon works on the ice robot master, and ice robot master works on the fire robot master. So that's how I pretty much call it. I think in and the first right. couple of games, there were like multiple po- potential weaknesses. Like they had a certain weakness, yeah. but other things would be effective as well, just maybe not as effective. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one strategy guide, I, found, I think it was a Nintendo Power, that said basically like Fireman, use Ice Slasher, uh, Iceman, use uh, Firestorm, and just kind of like that. Yeah. But. It's like, okay, you've got the ice guy, ice is made of water, water conducts electricity, so, you know, it checks out. It just may not yeah. be the first thing you think of. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they do have a whole damage table, if you look in the strategy guide, like, Block Dropper does two damage against Tundra Man, instead of some other weapons that do only one, for example. So, you know, there's some little damage uh, changes going on there. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, yeah. I, I, I guess it was more it was minute enough that I didn't really quite notice, but there is a difference. Oh yeah, do you guys have any favorite uh, special weapons from the lot? Hmm. Oh. I gotta say, I really enjoy the Tundra Storm. Yeah, that's my favorite too. I just I just enjoy it. it's just fun to use. That's a good one, especially when you power it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the screen, screen clearing. Leak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dashing through with Impact Man's weapon. That's so great. It's good for speed yeah. runs, time yeah. trials. Yeah. I, I like the uh, block dropper. Just dropping all these blocks from nowhere that just come cascading down. Especially when you <laughs> power it up and you've got like twelve blocks or something falling. Honestly, the powered up block dropper threatens to break certain parts of the game. It's really strong. <laughs> yeah. Like all it takes is like two powered up block droppers to take out the mini boss in Impact Man stage. Like two, I think if you hit him with two full blasts, yep. it's just complete. Just that's it. And yeah, I haven't seen his full attack pattern because that's what I do every time. <laughs> I, I yeah. feel bad. Same thing with the mini boss in Acid Man stage too. Actually, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and pick out a fourth one: Acid Barrier. Time for an experiment. That is probably one of the best barriers in the series. It basically reflects every projectile, but then when you power up with the power gear, you can literally run through enemies with it sometimes. It's really cool. Okay, I never got a real good grip on that one, but I should give it another try sometime, I guess. Yeah, just remember to power up with the power gear, and you can pretty much uh, run through everything without any nice. trouble. Yeah, it kind of reminded me, in that sense, it kind of reminded me of the Jewel Satellite, which prior to now I don't, I don't know if the, if the jewel satellite might still be better just because it just seems like it tanks through everything but it did remind me of the jewel satellite and that the powered up acid barrier really just lets you kind of fire and forget yeah i love that the yeah. jewel satellite would actually deflect shots back at the yeah. enemy who sent them mm -hmm. the acid um, shield so does, doesn't do that unfortunately but... acid does actually it does reflect oh it does uh, when you use the power gear version of it uh projectiles well, it will reflect projectiles, and these acid droplets will bounce off of it. It's pretty cool, actually. Okay, is the acid shield weak to anything in particular? Because I swear it seemed like it was constantly breaking on me. I must have been doing something wrong. I think but it's I don't timed. Know what. It's mostly timed, I believe. Oh, okay. I guess maybe that'll do it. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, let's see. With the special weapons out of the way, everybody got to have their say, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, um, how about the power gear system itself? This is the prototype double gear system that Wiley developed back at Robot University. How do you guys feel about that one? I because one one thing I want to say about yeah. that one is, uh, it doesn't quite feel like a um, an evolutionary step from Mega Man, and I say that chiefly because it really the way the story is set up and everything, it really feels like a one and done thing, and like I don't expect us to be seeing it at Mega Man Twelve or beyond. Oh no, like, it's mm -hmm. not very innovative, because it's basically just like X's arm part. It charges up your Mega Buster for more powerful shots, it also charges up your special weapons, and that's pretty much the end of it. Right, and it's it's that's optional, you know, nothing in the game ever yeah. forces you to use either power gear. Um, it's really there for, for new players, like, at its core. Um, yeah. And for speedrunners, I would say. Yeah, that too. Yeah. 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 And I actually think it's really cool. Like, I love that it adds, like, this kind of element of meter management to Mega Man's kind of standard gameplay. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I kind of found it to be similar to the drop dash in my initial playthroughs of Sonic Mania, where I just completely forgot it existed that, and, yeah. until yeah. later playthroughs. And, and, and I, right. I actually do find myself now, again, like Sonic Mania, when I go back and play it now, I'm using the drop dash all the time. And I, and I have 
told myself, like going back for future playthroughs of Mega Man 11, like I want to use the double gear system more just to see how it can affect the game and break it in various ways. And so I have been having a good time going back through the game and using it more. But it is very true. You don't need it to beat the game. And I no. barely used it my first time through. No. It's funny It's funny you mentioned that about the drop dash, because I caught that during your review, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh man, once I figured out how to use it, try uh-huh. and stop me from using it. <laughs> yeah, now I use it all the time, and like I never want to pick anyone other than Sonic, because it's so fun to use, but that first playthrough, I barely, like, I, I just completely overlooked it, hmm. for whatever reason. Going back to the gears on that, it's like, okay, um, I used the power gear occasionally, Mostly, I think, against bosses or in certain situations where it just felt like that extra oomph would be handy. But I didn't use it nearly as much as the speed gear. No. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. In, in some cases, it almost feels, like, you know, essential until you really know what you're doing. Like, I know it's not, but it's it's like yeah. uh, the my go-to comparison is the quick man stage. At first, it feels impossible to do without the time stopper. But once you know what you're doing, you don't have to use the time stopper at all. And I'm still getting yeah. to that point with, like, say, the fire stuff, which now that I know that the Tundra thing will freeze it, it will probably help. But, um, yeah, I, I used the speed gear a bit more. I don't think I ever used double gear, both of them in conjunction. And it's not like I didn't have the yeah. opportunity, but I didn't yeah. know when was like the right time. They just say when you're at like lower critical health or something. And yeah. maybe I just missed the tell for that, but did oh, you guys ever really it's use like, it? Yeah, when you're at no. low health, like four health points are below, you can use it. But yeah, it doesn't really visually tell you or anything when you can use it. There's no... Like, it would have been nice, in, like, in past Mega Man games, you can visually see when Mega Man is tired from taking so much damage, but there's nothing like that in this game. Yeah. yeah. No, no, there isn't. I agree, there should have been more of a visual tell. But no, I didn't use the double gear technique very well, much at all. I don't, I don't know if I even used it at all in regular gameplay, just because it doesn't feel like it's necessarily... I don't know. I don't know if the payoff is worth it, because you get yeah. this one last-ditch charge shot. If you miss then, well, you're even more screwed than you were before because yeah. now Mega Man's Buster's powered down and you can't charge, and yeah. You're already dead. Pretty much. Well, yeah. I, I kind of like it because odds are, at that point, you were probably already dead anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's a neat kind of gambit. Right. Like, okay, let's, like, you know, go let's go full anime and see if we can just, like, you know, call upon this hidden power and just turn everything around at the last second. No, it's definitely an anime mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You know, speaking of the double gear system, though, I just thought of something, you know, uh, one of the parts you unlock is the part that lets you use the gear system indefinitely, and like, as in your meter never fills up, and I, uh, going back to what we were talking about, how there are little bits of lore here and there kind of tucked away into the game's text, I really liked how, I think it's that item talks about how it unlocks some of Mega Man's quote-unquote hidden potential, and I'm like, oh, there are echoes of X right there, I love it. Nice. Neat. Okay, maybe that's our X connection there, then. Uh, maybe Light yeah. decided to uh, <laughs> tweak it and uh, stick it in X. Well, it's funny, you do see that. Like, certain certain yeah. characteristics of the double gear system, like the fact that special weapons can be powered up, mm-hmm. they do remind one of X's natural abilities, which exactly. kind of goes to what we were saying, that they could have very neatly and very naturally slid in actual X-series references without having necessarily to in the series there i think something. they i think they did actually in the story because i actually mentioned this in my own review but the storyline the whole war between dr light and dr wiley independent thoughts versus sheer power 
that's just going back to the X series again mm-hmm. with uh, robots that can think for themselves versus the Mavericks who just want sheer power to rule the world and all that. Evolution and all that. Evolution. Yeah. But, right. Yeah, that's actually a great point. And I mean, it's I, I actually prefer those kinds of uh, hints uh, like, OK, I'll admit back in the day, seeing Zero's blueprint was just like amazing because, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's where we were at the time. But I like the more subtle things like when uh, one of the other endings, Mega Man's ending, I forget which game. But like, you know, um, Mega Man's like lamenting, you know, the ongoing struggle and Dr. Light's like, you know, what we need uh, isn't you as a hero, Otto. But what we need is uh, robots who can determine right and wrong for themselves Mm -hmm. rather than relying on their programming. And I mean, that's obviously referencing X, but at the same time, it's not being like so blatant about it. No, they're laying the Like, you know, whip out the blueprints and refer to girly looking hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, a Light is all about, you know, robots and humans working together, and Dr. Wily has his own vision of that, where uh, if robots uh, pretty much surpass humans, then they, they, everything we find. But, you know, it's uh, those ideologies clashing together all throughout Classic and the X-Series. Yeah, it's, again, the, the digging deeper into the uh, lore here, really, it, it, in, a, in a way, it, it is its own bridge, that, like, now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, at the same time, I would just, to borrow a wrestling term, I would totally mark out if I knew that Zero was running on double gears <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> that would just be amazing. But, um... While he is a robot? Oh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, do we have anything else to say about the double gear system? Mm. Uh, it's just that uh, I definitely use the speed gear more for the yep. platforming sections. Like uh, Fuse Man and Torch Man are the big ones. Uh, power is good, though. I used it a lot for charging special weapons mainly. It's not as good for the Mega Buster. I only used it like maybe a couple times per stage. But My, my problem with using it for the Mega Buster is it cancels your charge out, and you've got yeah. this really short time to bring it up to full yeah. there and let it go before the whole thing just completely, you know... Mm-hmm. craps mm-hmm. out for right. lack of a better expression and then you're just kind of like you know trying to get everything back together <laughs> yeah. yeah double gear is completely useless on the other hand it's only really there if you have one hit point left and the boss does too and you just want to get that last shot in otherwise it's just too risky to use mm-hmm. yeah yeah i pretty much agree i got zero use out of the double gear technique but i yeah i too use the speed gear much more than than the power gear though i am finding with repeat playthroughs that i'm using the power gear more often to power up special weapons so there Mm -hmm. is that yeah i'm I'm like forcing myself to experiment with it more but in general i use the speed gear more when i when i remember to use that even yeah right it's it's like you said ash that when you first play the game you're you're in that mindset of the original Mega Man games oh i should just play like normally but then you realize as you play the game more and more, the power gear and the speed gear are actually really, really useful for like speed runs or just you know getting through stages quicker. So it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I just had a thought about the uh, double gear usage. Like, I wonder if it's going to be commonplace that it's just so seldom used. And if it is, it makes me wish there had been one more boss, something that happens, and Mega Man is just fully unlocked double gear no restrictions okay that'll be awesome. you've got the speed <laughs> that would have been base power, oh, cool. and you just tear <laughs> up whatever wily throws in front of you just 
that hidden potential thing <laughs> he, like he throws, fully yes. he throws all I these leftover wild machines at you and you go bam bam, bam. it's <laughs> so anime awesome. i love it you know <laughs> <laughs> kind of like kind of like kirby does at the end of his recent games where he's got some crazy power like hypernova yes. or the giant ultra sword or whatever yeah. where he just gets yeah. to go exactly. crazy yeah that would have been awesome oh man hey, like, uh, that's a great segue into the fact that Mega Man 11 at the end just feels unfinished i would say like it feels like they would have done more of it but then they i don't know if they ran out of budget or they ran can, out of time but I, I, can, can, can i stop you right there before we uh, get delve too far into that one okay. so i just want to touch on one other subject before we kind of sure. get into like our overall thoughts on the game which ironically is where i thought we'd start but that didn't happen yeah. but, <laughs> but uh i just want to talk about the uh music and sound and uh, see oh, what you sure. guys thought on yes that. so the music i I, I, anyone who knows me, I'm a huge aficionado of video game music, so that's like a hugely important part of the game for me. And I think Marika Suzuki did a good job. Not a great one, but I, but I see some people really bagging on the soundtrack, and I don't agree with them. I think there are some really good tunes here. I just think the problem is they're, they're not all hits, whereas Mega Man soundtracks usually are hits across the board. And this one's kind of hit or miss, but I do think the hits are real hits. Oh, definitely. Do you think they're as catchy as some of the uh, like previous ones? Do you think there's may, maybe not on the level of say Doctor Wily's Castle, and you know which one I'm talking about, <laughs> but um, so, something that like you know really uh, sticks with you? Do you think there's anything in there that uh, comes close to that? I, I have two in my mind: Fuseman Stage, which is the first one we hear, ironically enough, and Doctor Wily's Stage music in Mega Man Eleven. Mm-hmm. Those are the two. My most favorite tunes, and man, they're really catchy. Yeah, I was sold on Fuse Man from the reveal trailer. Uh-huh. Perfect, perfect song. Yeah, Fuse Man yeah. is really good. I would say uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Impact Man's theme, as well as Torch Man. I think both... Torch Man actually kind of reminds me of Castlevania a bit, which is never a bad thing. And mm. and yeah, so I would say Impact Man and Torch Man are two others that I really like. And Acid Man. Acid Man, it takes a little while to get going, but right. once it does, and it kind of... It kind of hits its stride. Acid Man's theme is really good. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah, on that note, yeah. uh, like you said, Acid Man's takes a while to take to get going, but I think it's because they really went for the atmospheric approach of the soundtrack. Like Bounce Man and Tundra Man, they're a bit more in the background, a bit quieter, but I do enjoy Tundra Man a lot. That's one of my favorites as well, mm-hmm. as well as Blockman. Uh, people bag on Blockman's music, but I actually love it. Uh, especially when it gets going towards the end of the loop. You know the one I really love. Yeah, I love the game over and the extra extra mode menu music. It's it's so rad. Oh, the extra mode menu music is oh great. My I agree. God, mm-hmm. you could yeah. dance to that all day. I'll say, I think my favorite song in the game though might be the stage select theme. I will leave that on for <laughs> hours and just listen to it on repeat. I because it's got that really perfect balance of like drama and and kind of hopefulness that Mega Man music nails so well at its best but it's also just really fun to listen to I don't know I think I think the stage select theme might be one of my favorites in the entire series I agree that was a pretty good one mm-hmm. incidentally as a side note kind of weird that the stage select starts with Mega Man looking at Blockman who incidentally was also the demo so I wonder if there's a connection there but instead of like the neutral position it's kind of uh, interesting that they actually nudge you here like uh which way to go yeah yeah which i wasn't a big fan of actually i kind of you know part of part of mega man's whole appeal is that you're charting your own course and of course they're not making you go to block man stage first but 
just that little nudge makes you feel like, okay, I should do Blockman stage first. And I kind of wish they hadn't done that and just let players experiment. Sure. Yeah, that would have been nice. Although, I mean, me, I was doing it anyway because I'd already beaten yeah. the demo. So, no, like, hey, here. let's get a free Robot Master weapon. <laughs> yeah, what it came down much. to. That's what it yeah. came down to. Is like that's the stage we practice the most. Blockman is super easy to take down just because we practice it so much. So why don't you just yeah. get that out of the way first? Yeah. But uh, going back off the tangent, um, yeah. As far as the music, I was able to get the a uh, code for the uh, download the alternate soundtrack with the orchestral. I'll be honest. While I like the regular music, uh, that's what saw me through the robot stage, robot masters stages. It only covers the eight of them. But uh, it, was, it was some really good stuff, and I actually kind of preferred listening to it that way versus the normal normal mode stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm actually trying really hard not to listen to them outside of the context of the game because I got a code for them, but it's for the PS4 version, which I got a review code for the Switch version. So I have, <laughs> I have the music for a system that I can't, or you know, I could just go buy it on PS4, which I may end up doing anyway. But I've heard really good things about the, the piano uh, you know, orchestrated soundtrack, and mm-hmm. I am trying really hard not to just go ahead and listen to them because I really want to experience them mm-hmm. in the context of the game. Yeah, that, that's a good yeah. call, because I was a little unsure at first, but then it's like playing Blockman's, and it's like it was good, and then I played Blockman's with the orchestral soundtrack, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Going with this. So for me, I didn't get a code for the instrumental soundtrack, so I didn't get to listen to it until yesterday with my Switch version. Uh, I'll say, yeah, I agree with you. They're pretty nice tracks. I don't know if I prefer them over the normal ones, per se, because a lot of them are more in the background. I had to, like, physically turn down the sound effects and the voices so I could hear them all right. But, yeah, there are some nice tracks. I do prefer them. Maybe more like a, to listen to as an MP3, hmm. on an MP3 player. But, yeah, they're nice, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's done it. Maybe you could do this, uh, Shadow Rock or uh, Ash or somebody. But it would be really cool because you can't switch on the fly or just go to the options screen or anything. Like, you have to do mm-hmm. it at the options at the very beginning of the game, like, before you load up. Right. So it's like I didn't really get to switch back and forth and see which one I would prefer. But after that one, I just kind of went with the orchestra and stuck with it. So maybe some of the others I would like more. I need to go back and play again and, like, listen to them through. But an easy way to kind of hear them side by side would be really nice. That's true. Just a yeah. quick comparison. And I kind of, along the same lines, I kind of wish you could switch voice tracks right within the game itself and not only from the title screen, just so you could kind of, sure. you know, switch back and forth and compare and contrast, you know, within the game itself. But I also understand why maybe that is not an option. Boom. Segue. Beautiful. Thank you. Because <laughs> I want to cover the voices, <laughs> yeah. too. And I'd just like to start by saying, wow, Otto, vo- your voice has changed. Yo, Mega, can I interest you in some parts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always picture him as having, like, this lower voice, but yeah. no, he's got a fairly high-pitched voice. It's like, yeah. whoa, okay, this is different. <laughs> I was okay with it, though. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. It just took some... Hey, Mega Buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's really good, actually. Yeah, right. Hey, Mega Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it just took some getting used to. Mega Man 8, I thought he was one of the more fitting voices. It almost, like, seemed like a slightly higher-pitched, uh rhinox or something to me which somehow just seemed to fit like you know his like you know stature and i guess his color yeah. scheme as well in a way and then it's like you know he's like sounds like i, I can't place who but i just want to say he sounds like somebody out of ducktales now and mm. that just totally threw me when i started the game 
Oh my god, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, I could totally hear that. But yeah, I don't know. I was cool uh, with Otto's with Otto's voice. I actually quite liked it. And just in general, like I I, I would say for me the the weak link in the English voice cast was Doctor Light. Ah, Mega Man. But other than that, I gotta say, like the English voice cast across the board, even if I'm not you know personally a fan of Mega Man sounding older, they did a great job. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, even Auto grew on me. It was just that initial yeah. whiplash. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved Bounce Man's. Like initially, I thought that was gonna be super annoying, kind of like Clown Man or whatever. But that was that was great. <laughs> oh boy, a new playmate! I love. Yeah, yeah. Bounce Man. Speaking funny. of Bounce Man, I do, I agree with you, but I I love Bounce Man's one like you know death. I say quote, but it's not really a quote where he just goes like, ooh, and that's it. And I'm like, what? that's so weird, but it's so good for the character. That's what is so weird. Yeah, he goes, yeah. oh boy, a new playmate. <laughs> or, uh, or so let's get hopping. <laughs> it's like, I, oh, want yeah. to, I want to touch Bounce Man. Like, the, the textures look so yeah, good. <laughs> totally. And that was such ooh, a great, my. like, I, 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 LBD, I totally heard what you were saying before about the, because I, I too originally thought the pile driver might work best against Blockman because, you know, yeah, it just, just makes sense. But then when I realized that the Bounce Man is literally a balloon, I'm like, I bet, I bet it's supposed to puncture Balloon Man. Then, of course, it worked. Yeah. And I thought that, that was a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was like, that was like my secondary thought. It's like, okay, what else would a pile driver be good on? Well, those balls are sort of balloon like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So let's try that. Yeah. Well, yeah. well that, that was actually at the end of the game when I, during the rematch that I came to that conclusion because uh, I basically just beat uh, Bounce Man with the Buster. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that was actually something I was going to say is every single boss in this game or every single Robot Master is so fun to fight with just the Mega Buster. Like, yeah. I actually prefer using the Mega Buster because I feel like the special weapons make it too easy, especially with the power gear. They bring they bring down the bosses sure. far too quickly. But, but these are actually really fun to fight with the Mega Buster, and that's not yeah. true of all Robot Masters. And, you know, you say that, but uh, I, I do agree that the fights go a lot faster using the special weapons, but I also like that there are very little cases of spark mandrel syndrome in this game. <laughs> Good the, point. The That's special true. weapons don't actually change their AI that much, except for Bounce Man, who, when you use it against him, he just breaks apart. And he's like, oh, this <laughs> is kind of funny, but yeah, I do like that. I had fun either way. It's like, okay, let's try this special weapon. Doesn't work. And if you could just picture Mega Man doing that thing that, uh, you know, Henry Cavill, uh, Superman does in that Mission Impossible movie with his arms, just like... Lock and loading for like going in there. (laughs) It's like, all right, we'll just do this the old-fashioned way then. (laughs) I wanted to piggyback off of Ash's point real quick and say that, as I said in my review too, you could pretty much do all the stages first. Uh, If you're, you know, some stages are harder, of course, like Torchman, for example. That's one of the harder ones. But overall, like, if you know how they work, you can get through them and Buster only all the bosses. And I really like that because it opens up the game for a lot of replay value. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Before we move on from the sound overall sound category, I will say that I was kind of underwhelmed by the sound effects. And I know that's kind of a minor point in general, but I just was kind of hoping for something a little more stylized. Like Mega Man's, you know, like, like Mega Man's landing sound effect when he lands on a platform or on the ground. That's an <laughs> iconic sound. And I kind of wish they brought that back or maybe updated it and... and brought a version of that back as opposed to the kind of rant you know you just kind of have a just 
regular yeah. sound, like a you know, right. bam, and that's it. Yeah. And I just kind of like, I wish they had done a little more with the sound effects, yeah. just Me in too. general. There were so few iconic sounds. Like The only one I can remember is like Wiley's UFO. And yeah, that, that was that was it. That was one for one, right? The same. Yeah, but, you know, I yeah. do. I do miss the punchiness of the sound effects from the Mega Buster when he hit enemies like boo, 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 boo. Like I miss yeah. that so much. Like it feels kind of, uh, it's just eh. <laughs> like not, it doesn't really give you any satisfaction hitting enemies this time around. It's just there. Yeah, I agree. It's just they're they're the sound effects are there, but they don't really impress or they're not really memorable or really pull you into the game in any way. Except for one. I'll say one that I really like is the the gear sound effect when you turn on the power gear or oh, speed yeah. gear. That click is so satisfying. Kinda reminds me of the switches click, how satisfying that is. But it it literally feels like Mega Man is, is turning is switching something on on his body and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad you brought up the uh, sound effects and stuff because, uh, yeah, it's like you said, it does. It just left me very neutral. They they were fine, but you know, nothing really stood out to me either. So I didn't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but may, maybe that landing sound effect they can include that like uh, with the patch that they haven't announced yet for fixing the jumping through the door. Because I mean, can't have one without the other, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Okay, so moving on then. Uh, before we like uh, get to like you know our thoughts on the game overall, it's uh, is there any other category or something that we should touch on? Do you guys think that there will be any DLC in the game, and if so, what would they do? Well, Proto Man and Base either playable or in some other fashion, like you know, as bonus episodes would certainly be nice. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think like. I'd like to see like classic robot masters returned, you know. That would be have, cool. Like, f- yeah, yeah, new like forms based on them, you know. Yeah, I was just yeah, thinking. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking. I believe it was Mega Man Ten that brought back the uh, Mega Man Hunters, and you could get and their Mega weapons and take that into the main game, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were the the guide shows like they were like looking at bringing back like Cutman and stuff, weren't they? So maybe that could be a DLC thing. You know, you go, you fight the uh, new uh, geared up robot masters, and then. You can take their weapons in. Is there enough room on that stage select? I mean, I guess they could patch more room. But... You know, uh, on the save file screen, there seems to be more room where they could fit some special weapons on there. So I yeah, we were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. They can easily slide over and fit in more. Yeah, it, it literally looks like there there's room for two more columns, which I would you know say Proto Man and Base, but it looks like there is room exactly for two more columns of special weapons. Mm-hmm. And Proto did also told me about how on the save file screen you can see Mega Man's picture on there. And that's kind of weird that there's a picture from there, other than for aesthetics, because that means, you know, maybe you could change his aesthetics a little bit of maybe a costume or proto in a base, of course. Right. It's like, right. this is who you're playing as. But like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. Yeah, right. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, one DLC I'd really like to see, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd really love it, is a DLC chiptune soundtrack. Just give me Mega Man 11 soundtrack done in old Mega Man NES uh, style so cool I, I i would buy i would pay like good money for that actually <laughs> like i'd pay more for that than i would a character i'm not even gonna lie i would love to have that like in our minecraft skin <laughs> like my oh my God. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but yeah i would just like kind of along the lines of what the Mega Man 7 and 8 quote-unquote d makes do the the fan-made rockman 7 and 8 oh, famicom yeah. games i would yeah. love to hear Elevens and, and you know all these fan remixers are going to do it on YouTube anyway. Like I don't have to, I right. could still listen to something like that, but I would love to hear a an officially produced chiptune soundtrack for Mega Man Eleven that that specifically recalls the old games. 
Oh, do you guys think, speaking of, like, you know, the D-Makes and the Minecraft skin and stuff, do you think they would do a DLC of 8-Bit Mega Man to, you know, replace the regular model Mega Man? I was thinking about that today. Yeah. I could maybe Possibly. see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Call up the Monster Hunter guys and have them send their voxel over. <laughs> yeah, I almost actually think they might not do that because one of the things with that Mega Man Eleven that they seem to really be going for is looking ahead and not looking backwards and, and actually true. ushering in this updated, you know, cool, slick, brand new design for Mega Man that it does it doesn't feel like they want Mega Man Eleven associated with the eight bit design, you know? Yeah, because uh, they also said like uh, when we were thinking about the art style for this game. We were seeing what pe people were saying about Mega Man 9 and 10, and we decided that 8-bit is not the way to go. That's not what the fans want. We want to look forward. Yeah, I mean, I like from an overall aesthetic, I totally get that, and I agree. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, from a marketing perspective, I can totally see someone from, like, sure. you know, marketing saying, like, hey, we want to, <laughs> like, you know, sell a uh, classic skin because, like, you know, 8-bit Mega Man is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, some people will be happy. I've seen comments from when the game was revealed saying, oh, this game isn't good because it's not 8-bit. 8-bit is the only good Mega Man game. So for those people, oh, it, God. Yeah, they might like it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite hot take from the game's reveal time was there was someone on Resetera who, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the, the, the username or anything, but they said that, they're like, Probably what is this? this looks, yeah, right. This looks like a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> and I'm like, wait oh, a God. minute. When was the last Super Nintendo game you actually played? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh my god. Like, the hottest of hot takes. M maybe if we, like, pixelated it up, we could compare it to Donkey Kong Country or something. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But this game doesn't even come close to looking to a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. It's, like, what? It's like people that say, this looks like a PS2 game. Sir, can have I you played a PS2 games? game recently? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, can I borrow your Super NES if uh, if that's yeah, that sounds like really mean machine. that? Yeah, it's like if you really yeah. <laughs> I want to play your Super Nintendo, yeah, your Super Duper Nintendo, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or your Mega Nintendo. There you go. I had to go there. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, yeah, since we're talking about DLC, I mean, I guess that like you know helping uh, pad things out that goes back to what I believe uh, Shadow Rock was saying earlier about the mm -hmm. game feeling kind of unfinished and just our overall thoughts on the game so do you want to continue that thought or yeah so first of all I should say that this game feels pretty polished I know about the Blockman glitch that Predator pointed out however the rest of the game wait which can... glitch was that I think I might have um, missed that maybe you, some of you our you like get stuck in one of the blocks inside of the grinder section yeah oh i wasn't aware of that yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't yeah, the ones that drop down oh interesting yeah uh anyways but other than that little blemish you can tell that the polish is here the music's pretty good the stages are well balanced the enemy placement they really encourage you using the special weapons they pretty much nailed everything they set out to do but then you get to the end with the dr wiley stages <laughs> the first two stages are pretty cool and then you get to three, and it's just like, wait, that's it? That's all? <laughs> Where's the other stages? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, it drops off. That's why I feel like it feels unfinished, like they ran out of budget or something. Because it really feels like they could have done more, or they wanted to, but they just, for whatever reason, had to drop it. Maybe. Or maybe maybe they wanted it to be more concise, rather than like you know dragging it out like so many other Mega Man games have. Sometimes to good effect, sometimes to bad, but mm. you know... 
But even so, I think that's going to be the one point that's really going to condemn this game in people's eyes. It's the the fact that the end game ends so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I think we're used to the other stuff, but maybe maybe it's a case of you know they say if you've got nothing to say, then don't say anything, and maybe they felt that they didn't really have anything else to add with what they've got here that would you know fit the normal flow of the game. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely went for a quality over quantity approach for the main game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or stuff got cut for DLC. Right. That's yeah. That that's possible too. I, I will say it. It definitely feels too short to me, which is something I mentioned in my review. But it doesn't necessarily feel unfinished. This game feels so thoroughly polished to me that I can't really sure. say that I ever felt that it feels unfinished. But I I know what you're getting at Shadow Rock for sure. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because you get to Wildway Stage Three. There's a boss gauntlet. Like, first of all, I should say the stage starts out like, okay, maybe this will be an actual stage, but then you fall down the long pit, you get to the boss gauntlet, I was like, okay, sure, boss gauntlet, like usual, and then that final teleporter comes up, you go through it, all of a sudden, why we stage four? Like, wait, that's it? That's yeah. that's all? Not even a boss? Yeah, seriously. That's why, yeah. that's why I say, like... And, and they're just like, well, you just fought eight of them. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, those last two stages feel like there could have been more, because it felt like there was... Uh, a start of a stage there like in while we stage four you go on all these platforms you go on this rail then you get to this big old grinder with spikes and uh no kidding when i first played this game i kept getting stuck on that part because i kept uh, trying to go through it like maybe there's a way to open it up or something to go <laughs> on to the rest of the stage but no i had to find out you just gotta drop down and it's so weird leap of faith yeah a leap of faith yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I remember, I remember doing that part, and it's just, I, it was actually my wife who was uh, playing that part because uh, we were kind of playing in tandem uh, there, and I'm just like, it was like well, that was a leap of faith, and it's like, well, look at the alternative. Yeah. So she <laughs> yeah. went for it, yeah. and she was right. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if the overall brevity is part of just part of maybe their focus on on playing it safe this time and just and and really just producing a really tightly designed Mega Man game that doesn't try to do too many things out of the ordinary because it's not just brevity like the level designs themselves as great as they are and they are they're also incredibly linear like there's not a single hidden mm-hmm. item or a single alternate path to be found uh, no any else. of the levels that's something else i missed that that was my greatest disappointment of the game is that they the levels weren't very dense there's nothing really yeah. to make you want to revisit them you know i i miss like Mega Man 8 and Mega Man and bases like alternate paths and like you know finding cds using rush search to find fun little things Same I, here. I miss that me too yeah you know, I get that, but when I was playing, I didn't even think about that. Again, I think the stage length may play into part of that. It's because instead of picking one route or another, you've just got one longer route. And I don't know, I just didn't really even notice until like I stopped thinking about it. I was like, oh yeah, they didn't do that, did they? Yeah. Right, right. I don't know, it just, it just felt like it, it, it kind of... Mm hurt the replay factor just a little bit and of course i say that having already replayed it several times because the levels are that fun yeah exactly but i just wish like maybe instead of being able to buy everything or only being able to buy everything i do wish you could find some of those upgrades hidden throughout the stages like i think that would that would have been a more fun way to do it or just like Mega Man seven i mean or like yeah yeah rough search was like was a bit of a pace killer but like you said like Mega Man seven or Mega Man eight i wish you could find stuff throughout the stages that's something i definitely missed or like Mega Man 6, that could have been a great use for Proto Man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. little bro, look at this stuff I nicked off of Dad. You know, that's um, a very good point. That's kind of the thing they've done in a, 
quite a few Mega Man games where you go to this one secret room and all of a sudden, boo, 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 doo, doo, Proto Man, you know, there he is, uh, giving you a hint yeah. or an item. Yeah, yeah. I would just say in general, Mega Man 11 feels like a, a really, really good, really solid blueprint for the future of Mega Man Classic. Like, it's it's a really good base. They've established the base they needed to. Now it's time for them to work out from that and spread out and maybe strike out in some new directions and try some new things. So that's why I, I do hope that Mega Man 12, if and probably when it happens, is a little more experimental and does bring back a little more of that, you know, alternate paths, hidden items, things like that. Definitely. Yeah. What Same. I said in my review Same, yeah. is the game doesn't really feel like so much like I think a uh, resurrection of Mega Man as a as it does a return. Like it doesn't feel like it shifts the paradigm in any major way. It doesn't feel like it's evolving the concept. Not like from Mega Man Six going from Mega Man Six to Mega Man X, or even from uh, like say Mega Man to Mega Man Two. But you're just given a really solid core Mega Man experience. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, and I would say the most important part of that for me, I think that the the fact that the, the single thing that sells Mega Man 11 for me more than any other as a return to form and as a long-awaited sequel is the fact that if you're not familiar with Mega Man's history and you've never played a Mega Man game before, the the core gameplay and the controls and and you know, the the stop and start on the dime controls were carried over so well into this mm-hmm. new graphical style that even somebody with no prior knowledge of Mega Man can pick up the game, start playing, and immediately understand why this is such an enduring character, why Mega Man has been around for so long. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. It is a great starting point mm-hmm. for any anybody. Yep, definitely. Yeah. And on that note, I, I have to ask you guys, This maybe this could have been brought up earlier, but in my opinion, when I was playing it on the PlayStation 4, like, I'd played it on the... Uh, on the the demo versions on the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox previously, various uh, builds, and the controls seemed just slightly, just so slightly off to me, like different, not bad, but just different from what I expect from Mega Man. And actually playing the final version, it, it actually felt a little better to me. Like just that slight difference, like that gap was closed with the exception of a few things like the ladders. Uh, did you guys feel that at all playing the final version? I can't say I did. Mm, I played the demo so much, like I got used to it. You know what? Ma- no, maybe I, that's what I, I happened to me. Maybe, maybe I just yeah. grew and mm. adapted to it because yeah. I wasn't sure if there was a point yeah. there that you know, even if you've got reservations about the demo, that the final is a little better or not. So, uh, maybe not. <laughs> um, as for me, I played on the Switch for the demo and PS4 for the final. Same. And you know, I never really noticed any instances of input lag in a demo, but I know other people have. And I guess I could feel it a little bit, but when I went to the PS4 version, yeah, I got the sense that maybe this feels a little bit more tighter in the Switch version, but it's not by much. It still felt like pretty much the same to me. Yeah, well, when I played both the finals, it seemed okay, but yeah, it, I wouldn't even call it lag. There's just a certain tightness. Like, you know those, I forget what they're called, but the yellow uh, enemies that are everywhere? Mm-hmm. Like, I would miss those a lot during the demo, like, early on, like, and it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, I can usually, like, you know, bullseye the uh, spinning spools, like, in Mega Man 2 pretty easy. Maybe it's just that they're narrower, but in any case, when I uh, went to Blockman first in uh, the PlayStation 4, the final game, and it's just like, you know, boom, boom, I'm just nailing them, and it's just like, okay, yeah, now it feels Mm. right. Yeah, I don't know, I can't, I guess maybe there is a slight difference on Switch, because I played the demo on Switch as well as reviewed the game on Switch, and the two did not feel at all different to me, like, whatsoever. Yeah. 
Okay, so, yeah, hard to say what yeah. that element is there. Mm-hmm. It might be the PS4, for whatever reason, it has uh, ever so slightly less input delay than the Switch version. Which is funny, because the guys at Gigaboots, they did a test on the demos, and the PS4 had the most lag for what there is of any lag of yeah, any right. of them. Mm, yeah, I don't know, then. Very weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, but okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you got any uh, reservations, try the demo, then. Apparently it's, uh, you know... As solid as the final game. <laughs> More or less, yes. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, do we have any other final thoughts about Mega Man 11 before we wrap this thing up? Uh, buy it so we can have more games. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this game needs more content because even the challenge modes, which we didn't touch on too much, that feels pretty, like, it's pretty much standard. Uh, for unless you're like a super speedrunner or someone like that, you won't find much in the challenge mode. Uh, you pretty much get bored of it pretty quickly. So I wish there was more to do in the game beyond the challenge mode because there really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why DLC would be nice, like base or programming campaigns or anything like extra stages. Yeah. I want yeah. more. <laughs> no, same here. I, th- I think that's really my, my, my final thought is that the game is so good, and it is such a great return for Mega Man that I just want more of it. Like, really, my main problem with it is its brevity, is that is the fact that it does play it so safe that it's that short. But again, the fact that it plays it safe just means it's still a really good game that plays it safe. I just wish there was more of it, which that that's I can really think of no higher compliment to pay. I want more of this game that I that I really enjoy. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Like this is such a good foundation for like IGN said the next ten Mega Man games, <laughs> but no, like really, it really is a great foundation. Yeah. And this is a great starting point for twelve. It would benefit from DLC, but like even if it doesn't get it, it's still such a solid game that it's it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that everything we got then? I think so. I think so. Yes, so. Yeah. All right. Great. In summation, we really love Mega Man 11, and we want more Mega Man 11. So please buy <laughs> Mega Man 11. Yes. Please support this game because even the developers have been saying, "Do you want X9? Do you want Battle Network 7?" Buy this game, support Mega Man, and it might actually happen. So do it, folks. And at twenty nine ninety nine, it's the perfect price point. Yeah, it's good, good price. Yeah. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait another eight years. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be old. All right. So for Proto Dude, for Ash Paulson of Game Explain, and for Shadow Rock ZX, this is LBD Night Train signing out. Everlasting peace out. The fully charged podcast would like to thank Ash Paulson and Shadow Rock ZX for joining in for this special edition of the show. Ash's work can be found at youtube.com slash gameexplain, and you can follow him at Ash Paulson on Twitter. Shadow Rock ZX can be found at youtube.com slash user slash Shadow Rock ZX and on Twitter at Shadow Rock X. Proto Dude's Rockman Corner is at rockman-corner.com, and you can find him on Twitter at protodude. Finally, you can follow the Mega Man Network by going to at the MM Network on Twitter or the MMNetwork.com. Thank you and good night. <laughs>